Thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Her Inspired Mind podcast. Today I have a very special guest. She is a woman of all things. Her name is Jen Adolph and she is currently an energy broker. She also has a crafting business. She's a real estate guru and she is also a mom of two. Thank you for being here, Jen. So lovely to have you here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Jen and I met through a networking group that we're part of, Polkadot Powerhouse, right? Where we get to rock with and get to know so many different women um, really around the world, right? Yep. And um, I just wanted to interview her because she has an amazing and empowering story that I feel will empower you on a lot of grief and loss and how she's been able to overcome it all and where she is today. So to begin, Jen, if you could just share um, a little bit about your story, like where are you from? Where did, where did you begin? Sure, absolutely. So uh, I was born in the late seventies in suburban Philadelphia. Um, so it, I had a really cool, I would say normal for my area, uh, upbringing, uh, really great family life. I'm the oldest. I have a younger sister and a younger brother. My folks are still together. They only ever dated each other. So they've been together for gosh, I think 50 years, maybe. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just sort of locked in and found their person, mm. you know, right away, right out the story. You know, exactly what you tell your kids not to do. Beautiful. You know? <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. That's not very common these days, it's right? <laughs> not very common. And I think it's kind of sort of, it's a lot of what makes me, me you know, mm-hmm. seeing that love and growing up and then being able to apply it or not apply it <laughs> in life. So, yeah. 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 Very, very cool upbringing. I went to, I was a band geek. I was in marching band. Uh, I did color guard. So I did all, all music things. And mm-hmm. then when I graduated, I came out to the Lancaster County area and went to Millersville. Uh, originally for music education. So I loved it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that. So yeah. And I just sort of pretty much have been out here ever since really, you know, uh, for the most part um, in Pittsburgh for a couple of years, but we'll get to that. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you made your way here to Lancaster from Philly. Yeah, I love Philly, by the way. We love going out there. My husband loves going out there to shop and stuff. Everything, <laughs> Everything is so nice. <laughs> There's just yes. too many people now. I go, I go out there now. I'm like, all right, this is great. I'm going to go home now. <laughs> go to come back to Lancaster, right? Go back to Lancaster. Quiet. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, so share with me a little bit. Has your life always been so great? Like, did it continue to to be so great for you. The amazing, the amazing childhood. That's what I always say to my folks. I said, you know, you kind of set us up, you know, you set us <laughs> up real great and then nothing kind of ever compared. Right. So that's what I yeah. always say. The first 20 years of my life were magical and fantastic. And then mm. everything that is pretty much almost could go wrong has gone wrong. <laughs> mm. Wow. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I got most of the way through my music degree really, and was so focused, you know, this is what I want to do. It'll a laser focus mm. and got halfway through. And it was one of those first kind of little aha, you know, life epiphany type things. And I thought, well, how are you going to be a music teacher? You can't play the piano, you know, the dude, like the two handed, mm. like, nobody knows that yet. That's not going to go well. When you <laughs> and I tried and I tried and I tried and I loved it so much. And I was, I was a voice major and uh, loved it and just got to the point where I thought, man, you know, I looked around and even by then, you know, it was the mid nineties and and music programs were starting to shrink throughout public school. And I started looking at my classmates and thinking, well, there's 14 of us. I know most of them can definitely play the piano better than me. Mm. I'm thinking about all of our, and they were all, I wouldn't say local kids, regional kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So w- within a driving range of, of central PA. And I thought about that and I thought, well, shoot, I'm not going to beat any of them out for a job. Mm. I cannot play this stinking piano. Mm. So I made the decision to go home basically in defeat. I was so sad, Mm. Um, but it was okay. You know, it was kind of what I needed at the time. So I ended up, I had some girlfriends, you know, still a lot of connections out here and moved out move back out basically just kind of as a roommate for some friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I loved it. I loved it. It was really great. I, um, I met a great guy. Actually, this is funny. I met him online by accident. Mm. Um, I was on, cause this was back in the days before the internet really was a thing. So basically what I did, I was on AOL at like two in the morning, you know, as you do when you're 20 in 1990, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I was looking for a friend, you know, I'd heard that, mm. that they were getting married and I thought, oh my gosh, I want to find them and say, congratulations. You know, I was so excited. Right. So I'm going through these, all these little profiles and chat things. And if, if you are of a certain age and you've ever done that, you know, that that is like, that's a commitment. That's like a rabbit hole of commitment to find yeah. your friend. If you don't have yeah. all that detail. Right. Yeah. So like I said, middle of the night, I finally found this person who hit most of the criteria that my friend would have been, you know, in the same type of thing, you know, musical, you know, music stuff, all that the location was right, just sort of everything. Mm -hmm. Well, geez, what if this guy knows my friend, right? So I just messaged this random dude in the middle of the night, hey, you know, do you know my friend? And and he writes back, no, but what kind of weird girl asks someone that in the middle of the night? (laughs) Like, okay, whatever, goodbye, you know, fine. Um. And so then, you know, a couple of days later, I get a little, you know, a little I am little pop up from that same person. Hey, how's your day going? I'm like, well, it's even creepier to talk back to me. Like, you mm. didn't make my friend. Goodbye. You know? Yeah. So, of course, I ended up marrying him a few years later. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, talked and talked and talked. And like I said, it was kind of like the days of, you know, the chat rooms and the weird, wild wilderness. Of the mm. Yeah. Dial up. <laughs> It didn't exactly. Yeah. With the noise and all the things, it didn't occur to me that this was not normal. Mm. <laughs> not a way that you meet people, you know, because yeah. there weren't any, I mean, there was nothing. It's like 1998. There was absolutely nothing. Everybody was yeah. still worried about what the computers were going to do. And, you know, when it turned to be 2000, you know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. There was no internet safety. So anyway, 
Uh, and he lived out in, in this area. His family actually was in Hershey. Okay. And great family, real cool folks, really liked them. So we got married and things were, I thought, amazing. Mm. Um, for a few years, things were pretty great. Uh, then we had, we had our first miscarriage, which mm. if you've gone through that is devastating and yeah. you don't really get over that or get mm-hmm. through that. Really? There's always a little yeah. piece that's kind of tucked in, tucked in the little side of your heart. And it really doesn't matter how, how far in or what happened or what, yeah. you, you know, it stays there, you know? Yes. It stays there. So, uh, over the next few years, we ended up having mm, six more, Wow. miscarriages, uh, including a set of twins, mm. uh, that, that didn't go at the same time. It, it was just mm. very, very, it was very hard. And, um, uh, well, I'm yeah. sorry for your losses there. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and it just was a really, really awful, horrible thing, right? Mm. Because you kind of get to the point where you become jaded and calloused about mm-hmm. it. And it's, you know, like I never wanted more than that in my entire life. That's all I ever wanted was just to be a mom, you know, and yeah. do mom things, right? Yeah. And here's this great guy and I love him and I think things are amazing and we just cannot get this piece locked in, mm. you know? Okay. Yeah. And he had a daughter as well. She was mm. three when we met. So okay. at least I had her, right? You know, I've always joked, she's 29 now. I was calling mm. my this kid, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a mom herself, you know? Yeah. So, um, but she was always my girl, right? So I always thought in my head, okay, this is it. This is who I have. I'm her mama. I'm going to love the hell out of this girl and raise her like she's mine and just embrace her and and keep moving. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause the only thing that I really, you know, ever knew was to keep moving. That's all my mm-hmm. mom would ever say. Just keep going. Just keep mm-hmm. going. Keep going. Okay. You know, and you put the baggage back on and you keep going, you know, yeah. through the day and through your weeks and months and years. And then and we opened a music store. So we had a good retail space going. It was a guitar shop, actually. Mm. And uh, that was exciting and was real good. And we hired, you know, friends and band members and, you know, because he was a musician as well. And and that's rolling along. That's rolling along real great, too. Yeah. Uh, had to beg and borrow uh, from our parents and basically ended up um, both sets of parents went in on this, too. And, you know, everybody's like, taking out extra mortgages and all kinds of, you know, huge, big money, you know, big, Mm. big, 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 big money going on here. So, you know, had our inventory, things are rolling. It's going really well. You know, Mm. I'm thinking we're good. This is set. Uh, You know, my stepdaughter's growing up. She's, she's a good kid. She's got a great head on her shoulders. It's awesome. Mm. And then I'm kind of trying to like make it succinct. You can all tell where this is going, right? Yeah. Uh, so then one day, like I said, it's still kind of like the Wild West. I get a MySpace <laughs> message. This anonymous person, right, sends me this MySpace message. Hey, I've heard you're like a really cool chick and you're a really nice person, but I just want you to know, like, somebody's sleeping with your husband. Mm. Like, oh, that's icky. No, thanks. Wow. Right. Yeah. It was through this whole thing, all three rings of the circus, all this stuff. Da, 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 da. You know, I move out for a week, huge explosions awful, you know, bombasticness. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. He shows up. Like I said, I basically, I basically uh, bolted and went to like a a local resort hotel, which if you're going to go ostracize yourself from society, like is the place to go. Um, Yeah. (laughs) yeah, You're like, 
there's a, a big fountain and an indoor swimming pool and restaurants mm. here. I'm just going to live <laughs> here. Huh? Yes. Come get me or fix it, you know, right? Yeah. Or I'll spend all the money. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spoil myself. <laughs> exactly. And it was only, it was right up the street from our shop too. So mm. then I would take this like other way. Anytime I had to go somewhere, I'm like, nope, not going there. Not going past. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. You know? Yeah. Um. So uh, about a week of that. And and all of a sudden there's this knock on my door and, and he shows up and he's in a suit and there's flowers and there's sobbing mm. and there's come home. I love you. I'm sorry. This whole, you know, okay. So I do mistake number, I don't know, one, two, 15, whatever. So, right. <laughs> so I stay there and it just happens obviously again and again and again mm. and different women, the same women at this point I have you know, we're, we're going out to, to shows on the weekend and people are saying, Oh, you're Chris's wife. Yeah. Mm. He has one. (laughs) (laughs) So I finally had had enough of that. Right. Mm. So it was about 2008 and I thought, okay. And I had kind of seen the signs. Um, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, something's not right with him. Like Mm. there's something's going on here. Right. Like, I don't know if it was bipolar sex mm-hmm. addiction, no idea, right? Like something's not right. <laughs> so whatever, I can't fix it. I'm not going to be his mother. I'm not trying to do like, I'm out, right? Because at yeah. that point, I was 31, uh, early 30s, like 30, 31. And I thought, nope, I have my whole life ahead of me. Like, let's go. And in my mm-hmm. head, I'm thinking, oh my God, what if I could have a kid? That mm-hmm. would be amazing, right? Yeah. So we break up. That's horrible. It's just, was awful everything with our store was all funky and goofy and Mm. and whatever and it was just it was a a nightmare mess uh because it doesn't fit anywhere else I'll just kind of fast forward a couple years after that basically he called me he's like I can't do this without you we're gonna have to close the shop and I'm like well this is not a you and me thing you know our parents have mortgaged their homes and Mm. (laughs) this is much more than that so that went horribly wrong uh and I'll kind of jump back into that, that time frame, but oh my God. Yeah. It's just horribly wrong. So, okay. Wow. We get all that done, you know, okay. Get back on the saddle, go on a date, meet somebody, put yourself out there. Right. So now we're in the kind of early, not early, well, kind of early days of, you know, online dating and things like that. So put myself out there, have a couple dates. I don't feel like doing this. I don't want to do this, but whatever. Yeah. Um, go on one date with this guy who it was an 18 hour date. Oh, wow. (laughs) It was ridiculous. He picked me up in the morning, like brunch ish time and did not leave until like three 30 the next morning. Like it was, Mm. it was, uh, it was insane. It was the best. We did like so many things. It was wonderful, you know, and, and had kind of three dates similar than that, like that, you know, mm. all within the next week or two and everything's clicking and it's awesome and it's locked in, you know, and seems, seems amazing. Perfect. <laughs> right. So, um, and I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to get this girlfriend question. I'm going to get it. I'm going to yeah. get it. I like this guy so much and we're out and he's like, I want to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, here it comes. Here it comes. I'm ready. And he says, I don't think, and he had two children already. Mm. And I'm like, that's great. I'm great with other people's kids. Let me in. They're great. You know? Yeah. And he says, I don't think I can have another kid. He's like, Mm. I don't think he goes, you know, financially, 
he said, you know, my kids are already 14 and what were they like 14 and four, 13 and four, whatever they were, you know, he said, I really don't think I can do it. And I, I want to tell you that now mm-hmm. so that you don't, you know, so we don't really get into this in a couple of years down the road. I tell you this and I've wasted your time and I've wasted, you know, what you really want out of life and you're not going to get it. And I, I, I always respected that he said that to me, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't waste my time, right? Because how often do you hear these stories of the, you know, like, oh, you never wanted to get married anyway. Oh, you didn't want, you know, whatever. Right. So here's this one guy who's straight up with me and it still crushed my soul because mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, dude, I think you're my person. Like, uh, I really feel like you're my person, but okay. You know, and yeah. okay, great. You know, we go our separate ways and, and crushed me. I mean, crushed me. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, to me, that almost felt as yucky as the divorce. Cause it's still all in that same time frame, Right. Yeah. But I was so sure this dude was my person and I'm uh-huh. not, you know, yucky. So I was like, okay, bye. Have a good life. You know, we kind of, <laughs> That was it, right? We have friends yeah. on Facebook. Um, but that was it. Like over the years, we never even really happy birthday to each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, that's how it is. You'll just be one of those people and you'll just sit there. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, so back on the dating scene. In the, the meantime, uh, I've always done real estate and mm-hmm. was having a really great sales career until 2007, 2008. So I got divorced. And needed to pivot in my career all at the same time. So mm. it was super, super high stress. Um, you know, I'm selling all my jewelry. I'm like, okay, like you either are going to eat and have a tiny little apartment or you're going to live in a box and have really nice jewelry. Mm. Make the right choice here. You know, <laughs> so yeah. huge life struggles that I know everybody, you know, everybody has felt that at one time or another. And if you haven't, you are either beyond lucky in life or you're lying to yourself <laughs> yeah yeah for you sure we all go through it. different yeah. things <laughs> different struggles exactly so I'm struggling through that and I'm going through that and I'm like I can't do it you know and it was in the whole single girl like I could eat a whole pint of haagen and a pizza for a weekend and that's fine because I mm. can you know like just yeah. every self-destructive mm. <laughs> thing that you think's liberated in your head, you know, this yeah. is, I don't have to eat vegetables, you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> make you happy. Great. That'll yeah. help today. Fine. Especially when you go through, through heartaches, all of it and struggles. Same. Exactly. At Doing things time. that you think are comforting, but really they're just destroying you even oh. more. <laughs> well, right. And of course, like, you know, yeah, you do them a little, but yeah. it's the reeling it back in, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of keeping it keeping it in there. Right. So yeah, that's fine. So, you know, bunch of more dates, bunch of more, you know, no, 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 whatever. So then I meet this guy and he is the absolute opposite of anybody I ever dated. Mm-hmm. Uh, my ex-husband, the the guy I had, his name's Mike, uh, the guy I, I really thought just kind of off the bat was mm-hmm. my person. This guy's different, right? Mm-hmm. Great. So we start and he's quiet and he's chill and he's super introverted. I mean, every single opposite thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, well, maybe this is a good idea. Maybe this is the secret sauce, right? <laughs> so, <we laughs> so during this time, I'm curious. Yeah. As you're, 
you know, you're going through the losses of the babies, right? Yeah. And you're with your first husband. Yep. And you're going through all of the deception, the cheating, you know, oh. all of that stuff. And then you meet your person and then and then not. now you find now you're like, oh, may, well, maybe this is the one. I'm yeah. curious as to what was going on within you. Like, oh. were you um, looking to feel something inside of you? Did you feel I, do you remember feeling a void during that time that maybe you were looking to fill? A little bit at that point, a little bit. And it was all, but also still the, the churn of, I'm just going to keep running. Mm. I'm going to keep running. I'm going to stay focused on mm. what in the world are you going to focus on at this point? You have no, you yeah. know, you have everything you thought you would just built. You don't mm-hmm. have, it's gone, yeah. you know? So like new routines, like I just kept running you and I didn't running. realize at the time, at mm-hmm. some point you have to stop and let it, mm. you yes. know? <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. be and be okay, right? Yeah, but no, I was I was running. I was mm. like running and gunning and running and gunning, and didn't care. I, you know, I kind of got to the point. Even with dating, you know, it was. Uh, oh my god, I went on a date. I totally forgot about this until right now. I went on a date with a guy. Who we walk in? He looks at me. He goes, "Oh, you're Chris's ex-wife. Oh, oh that's my. what I want to hear. Oh Boy, my. howdy, let's continue this date." <laughs> I didn't even, we didn't, I, I didn't even, oh like, my God. and we were at a decent restaurant in downtown Lancaster and we didn't even get seated. And I looked at him and I just shook his hand. I said, have a great dinner. Th- mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, no way. I don't need, I, they, at the time they were a pretty big regional band. I'm like, mm. no, I'm not dating your fans. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you know, I just kept going, you, just kept you know, going. I want to sit with that for a moment yeah. um, because I feel like a lot of times when people are going, especially women, right. When we're going through things, some, depending how you grew up, like, I like how you mentioned when you were growing up, your mom told you just keep going, right. Yep. Just keep going. Just keep going. And how many times when things happen because of the way that we were raised, right? It transfers into how we deal with problems and issues when Every, we become adults. Absolutely. Right? And so I'm wondering, you know, what at what point did you realize that you continuing to keep going and keep pushing and not dealing and sitting with yeah. your emotions and everything that you're dealing with? At what point did you realize that that was not working out? Honestly, uh, not until maybe three or four years ago. Mm. (laughs) And that was it. Because then in my head, I was like, okay, if I stop running, if I feel all these feelings very deeply, Mm -hmm. I will either never get up again, or I will eat all the things. I'll eat my stuff, your stuff, Mm. your stuff, right? Like, one or the other, or I'll drink it, or I'll like pick mm. up, or I'll, or I'll buy it, you know, like, yeah. And I was so afraid of that. I was mm. so afraid of my own reaction to any of, you know, I kind of call them the stereotypical vices. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, I was just convinced. I was convinced I was never going to get up again if I stopped mm. moving. That's right? deep. That's exactly. deep. 
because I'm so scared of that because I'm, yeah, you know, I'm the oldest and I'm a girl. I don't know if you've ever seen the memes about oldest daughters, you mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. Um, I had, like I said, a real good childhood, you know, academically I did well. And even though I was at the time, you know, like in my early thirties, I was so convinced even then Mm -hmm. if I stopped running and, and just let everything run me over or hit me, I wasn't Mm -hmm. getting back up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, which is sad because then that's also lack of faith in yourself, which Mm -hmm. like, come on, girl, you're better than that. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And just that everyone, it's funny, just that everyone would have thought that I failed. Mm. And to me, I was like, there is no way in hell that that is going to be how I'm perceived or thought of. Like, no, I am just going to keep running. Like, I'm Mm. not stopping. This isn't going to catch me. Maybe Mm. I'll stop when I feel successful. You know, maybe I'll stop when I feel like everything fell into place, you Mm. know, but that's not now. Yeah. Yeah. That was my yeah. That was my thing. And then and then with and his his name's Kevin, you know, with Kevin, everything being so different, you Mm -hmm. know, and 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 it was just I was like, well, this clearly is the right thing because Mm. it's just opposite, you know, and he never really asked questions about any of it he was like mm. if you talk I'm here but it's your stuff it's your own stuff and I'd also never dated anyone with that type of mentality which at the time I found refreshing mm. you know? like he's not gonna ask me so I'm not gonna deal with it I don't have exactly. to talk about it <laughs> yep yep that's what, which is great because I'm running I'm over here I'm running mm. you know yeah um and that's that's just it. Like it did not occur to me until years later. Like that's not normal, baby. That's mm. not okay either. Yeah. You know? yeah. So the, you know, the pendulum completely swings in the other direction. And I say, you know, I'm like, okay, great. You know, he, he says th- all the things, right. Okay, fine. Uh, on our very first date, he said, well, I think you're fantastic, but I want you to know, I'm waiting on a job um, in Pittsburgh. Uh, He works for the state. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it works at its own pace and its own world and its own speed. And if you have no familiarity, it's not like anything you've ever dealt with in your life. And if you have familiarity, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So (laughs) he's basically just waiting for this job to come Mm -hmm. through. Fine. So we're dating for about a year. And things are great. You know, we're doing whatever you want to do when you're in your thirties and don't have kids and money's whatever. And you're just doing all your things. This is awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. So he calls the one day and he goes, Oh my God, they just gave me a start date. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was to be, it was to be, uh, he's actually a librarian and mm-hmm. it was in the, uh, the, the department of corrections, for uh SCI Green, which mm-hmm. is south of Pittsburgh. Okay. So um it, yeah, they they put all the the special friends over there uh in the state of Pennsylvania. So okay, great. And and then just all in a jumble. Hey, uh, do you want to move with me? Do you want to come with me? I'm like, mm-hmm. 
right? Because what else do I have going on here? You know, I'm doing, I'd segued more into real estate management at that point, you know, apartments and, and things like that. And I liked it and that was fine. So off I go. I'm like, well, there's houses in Pittsburgh. I can do something out there, you know, yeah. and it, it was fine. So we were out there for a few years. We got married. Uh, I had a son, which was mm. like the shock of a lifetime, which was oh. absolutely not that moment that you think that you see on TV where everybody's sobbing and she wraps it in a cute gift box and he's blown away. Like, no, <laughs> after what I went through and everything, yeah. oh my God, I just start yelling from the bathroom. Oh my God, no, mm. <laughs> do it again. I did not want to have that horrible, awful loss. I did not want somebody else to have to share that with me. I, I, I just, I'm, you know, I was so scared, right? Yeah. So even when I went to the doctor, you know, and I said to them, they're like, well, Miss Adolf, you are absolutely having a baby. I'm like, hmm, that's what you think. Yeah, mm. okay, fine. Yeah, sure I am. you didn't want to uh-huh. get too happy. No. So, and then I'm like, yeah, go pull my records from from Lancaster. It, this mm. is a hoot. We're in for a journey. Let me tell you. Right. So we yeah. go on. We go on, and we go on. And sure enough, this kid is staying in. You know, I'm getting <laughs> bigger and bigger, and I'm getting kicked and bumped, and I'm like. Aww. No, ah, like I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Um, so it like wildly cool. I had also been diagnosed as a type two diabetic in Mm. this whole time span as well. Mm. That's not a light diagnosis either. You know, once again, I'm like, great. That's, that's good. That's great. I'm just gonna keep running. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't get to do that when you're diabetic and having mm-hmm. a baby. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You got to take care of that. Ooh, Nelly. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. You get to the point where you're just like chasing your sugar. You can't really, I mean, it's, you try, you know, and mm-hmm. then towards the end it goes, it's just crazy. And then they're telling me there was something, you know, there could be something wrong with a heart valve or something like, and I'm thinking there's no way. There's no Mm. way. I I don't care what you believe in, who you believe in. If you believe in nothing, Mm -hmm. there's no way that your entity, your, your, whatever you believe would get me this far and then not, you know, then have something be wrong. Right. Yeah. Something. And okay. Nope. I'm not even gonna worry about that. I'm going to keep running, you know? Yeah. So, uh, about six weeks before my due date, I'm at a meeting and doing, you know, doing all this stuff. And because I got my job in real estate, I was doing condominiums and things like that. It was cool. It was like uh, all around Pitt and mm. Oakland and Shadyside and Squirrel Hill. Like it was like legitimately Mr. Rogers neighborhood where I was mm. working. It was awesome. Uh. So, uh, yeah. And I'm there. I'm helping somebody out. We're having a meeting. It's an evening meeting and I'm covering for somebody and I am the size of a house, you know, I'm done. I'm ready to be <laughs> ready for this kid to get here. And I go into, you know, run into pee. I was about 45 minutes from home, five minutes from the hospital, mm. six weeks till D day. Mm. And I, you know, whatever, do my stuff happened, happened to look, you know, when you pee, like how often do you actually look at your pee? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you go, you wipe, you go. Yeah. Right. I'm glad I did mm. fruit punch, blood, <gasps> blood, 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 oh, blood. No. Right. And I'm like, Oh, 
that's not right. And I'm, and I'm, but I'm still feeling him. And he's mm. still, I'm like, okay, you're not in duress, but something's really wrong with your mama. Mm. <laughs> you know? So I call in and I get there. Like, you need to get there like immediately. So like I yeah. said, 45 minutes from my house, Mm. five minutes from the hospital in my uh-huh. head, because, you know, you kind of get crazy in, in the, it, anybody, I mean, everybody has that stuff, especially when like, it's your mama brain and you never yeah. had one before, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, I don't have a bag packed. I don't have the cute little outfit to bring them home in. I don't mm. have a magazine. I have nothing. I have me and my work crap because yeah. I'm dressed for work. Like, yeah, this is not how I'm having a baby. My dumbass drive 45 minutes home. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's go. We have to go. We have to go. Right. Get there. Get in there. They have me all hooked up. They leave me in a labor and delivery room for 24 hours. Mm. Uh, they're like, something is, this is not good. And then they're like, he's fine. The baby's fine. You, ma'am, are a nightmare. I'm like, mm. sounds about right. <laughs> right. Wow. So I end up with like toxemia, preeclampsia, the whole. Mm. nine yards my blood pressure is like 200 something over 100 something they basically mm. sedate me for wow. the they induce me and put me on magnesium and whatever and something i'm asleep the whole time mm. <laughs> my mother was an obgyn nurse for years and years and years so here's my you know my my husband here texting my parents you know my mom's like oh my god like this is early is she okay you know and kevin says well the baby's fine she's asleep my mom's like what do you mean Mm -hmm. she's asleep she's in labor Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's like she's snoring she's sleeping through Mm -hmm. so like that's how bad it was and here's my parents back in Mm -hmm. philly my mom's like i need to be in pittsburgh which if you're not familiar is like a a four-hour drive Mm -hmm when you don't stop to pee, you know, okay. like, it, yeah. 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 So, you know, days and days and days and days and days. Okay, fine. So finally, it was like three days. They come in and they don't leave. They don't let me out. And they tell mm. me that on the, on the, when they stuck me in the labor and delivery room the first time, they said, you're not leaving. You're having a baby. We just don't know when we don't know if we're going to induce you or let you go or mm. what, but you're, you're here, you're in my like, well, shoot. I'm glad I went home and got the magazines and the little mm-hmm. crosswords and all. See, I knew. <laughs> yeah. That you were going to be that. there for a little bit. Right. Anyway. So he's born and, uh, he's five pounds, seven ounces. Uh, they whisk him right off to the NICU. They're like, we need to make sure he's okay. He's not, he, he mm. has, you know, they wanted to check off the heart stuff was good. Uh, but he had pretty much all kinds of other things you know he uh he was on all these monitors and had all the tubes and bells and whistles and he was intubated and it was just it was just heartbreaking uh because of the delivery I couldn't get up Mm. you know I couldn't you have to lay flat on your back for 24 hours after all three rings of that kind of a yeah so here's me right I finally get what I want he's early he's in the NICU I can't go see him. They're still worried. I'm going to have a stroke and die. I'm like, mm. oh, that would not be my luck. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So he turns out great. Everything's fine. Um, he's in there for a couple of weeks. He came home, you know, whatever, like two weeks later, all good on a heart monitor. Perfectly fine. He's mm. great. Things are good. Um, find out then it was a few years later and it was kind of like, 
maybe. Yeah, let's try. Let's see what happens. And I'm the whole time. I'm like, it's not happening. Like, this is a once and done situation. Like, this is not happening. But mm. here, fine. I'm in for the practice. That's great. So we're going. And it's like almost two years. And I'm like, okay, do you believe me now? Like, he is the most perfect, awesome, amazing little fluke. You know, mm-hmm. that's how it is. Right. And I said, okay, if nobody jumps in, if this doesn't work, I'm getting rid of one more month. At this point, I don't want to say I don't care, but at this point, I was just like, uh uh-uh. uh, and get the mm-hmm. tubes tied, whatever. We're done. I'm done. Yeah. Last, this is it. Last month, I'm done. So, of course, that month, I'm like, no, ah, wow. Well, that, that's it. You just issue an ultimatum and there you go. Okay, great. Like, <laughs> let's have another friend, you know? Yeah. Cool. So we go through all that. And it's basically, you know, from what I've read and, and everything, it's basically the same thing right? Same thing's going to happen. She's going to be early. I'm going to have to go through this horrible rodeo of stuff. I'm going to be flat on my back. If she's early, she'll be in the NICU. Same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, clearly my son was fine. It was a me thing. Obviously who doesn't want their baby, you know, right then. Okay. So same thing, same, everything epidural fails, all the crazy things, right? Like, which was great. So I wasn't conked out and the epidural failed. And I had never taken those classes because my son was so early. Mm. <laughs> so, I so you weren't saying, sure what to do. Right. That's what I said. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Somebody tell me. Right. So she gets here. And then in the back of my head, because that was such an ordeal, I'm like, oh, that's okay. Because they're going to take her to the NICU and I'm going to take a nap. And this mm. is going to be fine. Right. It's going to be great. It's going to be, it, it's, it's all okay. Right. It's all okay. No, of course she's fine. They plop her on. They're like, okay, oh. well, we'll let you bond with the baby. And I'm like, don't you need to take her to the NICU? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, ma'am, she's fine. I'm like, oh. yeah, I'm tired. All right, great. You know, and she is like a hundred miles an hour all the time and still is. And she's uh, seven now. She'll be eight. They're, they're both their birthdays in, are in October. Mm. So oh. she's awesome. Perfectly fine. Perfectly great. Right. Um. My son, right after she was born, he's be bopping along. He's being his cool little guy self and was really into trains, right? Mm. Uh, so he's the whole thing, you know, pushing the shopping cart back into the corral, whatever. So he does it one time, comes back, cracks him in the head here. And then he falls and cracks himself in the head here. Mm. So, but he was still little, right? So he's yeah. still like three, four. And so... We didn't realize at the time, I mean, we knew he had a concussion, you know, Mm. like all the symptoms presented themselves and he got, they got, got him checked out. Well, you know, a kid that tiny can't necessarily tell you I'm seeing double. I'm Mm. having a problem. I can't remember what we did the other day. I can't, they don't know. They're still learning themselves. So we did not realize for an entire year, he could not see right. Oh, wow. So he's seeing double vision. He's got lapses and gaps in memory. Like he's got stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we go, we get the vision stuff checked out. We get him in th- therapy. We get him in all these things, all these things. He ends up having two more concussions, equally bizarrely odd. Like he mm-hmm. collided with a kid on the playground. That was one tripped over his own feet. How could he not? He probably thought he had 10 feet, you know, trips mm-hmm. over his own feet and smacks his head on the basketball court during like back to school night, you know, wow. it's school. Yeah. So he's my bubble boy. So basically we're like, you can swim, golf, or play an instrument. Like what yeah. <laughs> track? These <laughs> are your extra. options, man. These are your options. 
Yeah. So he's he's good, but he had so much loss. Basically, he had to relearn everything and it mm-hmm. took him 50 times, you know, harder in school, you know, so the reading and and everything you see in like three sets of letters at a time. So mm-hmm. how are you going to pick the vowel sound when you don't even, you know, yeah. but busted his butt. That was probably, and when I keep going with the story, you're going to be like, that's crazy. But that was probably my lowest point mm-hmm. was realizing how much he had to learn and redo and struggle and keep going. Mm. Um, he was really smart kid, like real brilliant. And he went from being the super bright light of just like laughing and fun and to just being much more like not sullen, but, mm-hmm. but withdrawn and quiet and just so just not entirely I mean there but you know if you just met him you'd be like he's fine but Uh, you know wasn't himself such a difference in him and yeah it's just now like I said he's 11 now it's just now starting to come back Mm -hmm. but he and then how do you explain that well sorry yeah remember the other day you were really smart now you're kind of have problems you know yeah it it we really we didn't you know we didn't Mm talk to him about it. I'm like, cause he's a sensitive kid. I didn't want to be, I mean, how do you even start that conversation? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have challenges now. You might not even yeah. know, right. Cause that's all he knows, right. That's all he's got. So that was really probably my lowest point. And I didn't, even then I kind of kept, kept running, kept yeah. you slowed down a little like, okay, you need to be sure you're doing the right stuff for this kid. Yeah. But still kind of kept running, you know, um tell me tell me a little bit um about like you just said that was that was your lowest point that was low if we fast forward to where you are now yeah what are some of the things that you have done over the years to help you overcome all of the miscarriage losses all of the divorces what everything that you've gone through yeah. When you finally realize, okay, I have to do something different than I've been doing in the yeah. past. What are some of the things that you began to do to, to transform Absolutely. your life to where you are today? All the stuff, right? So like I said, that was about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to having such a, I don't want to say great, like idyllic, amazing childhood, you know, mm-hmm. Like it never occurred to me to go to therapy. It never mm. occurred to me to talk to somebody because in my head, and it's true, you know, like, so a lot of times they're like, okay, well, let's go back. What happened to you in your childhood? Like, mm-hmm. that was fine. It's all these people as an adult, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, But I finally did that. Uh, I talked to a woman and, oh my God, she was so wise. So mm. cool. She's in her... I don't know if she's still practicing or not, but she's in her eighties. Mm. So like the wisdom and she was this funky, crunchy, awesome, like old hippie lady. Mm. So cool. Like still had her hair down to her waist and everything. Mm. She was a huge help. And she mm. basically said, you know, I do, I deal with all religions, all modalities, all practices, whatever is most comfortable for you is what we'll do. You know, Mm. I'm not going to fit you into my mold, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, that, um, some religious stuff, 
you know, spirituality stuff kind of really getting into yourself and like, okay, you know, no, it's not necessarily you, but it's not, not you either, you know, Mm -hmm. something, something about you is either attracting this crazy stuff or, or whatever, you know, yeah. Um, there was some support groups I went to for loss, Mm -hmm. but for me, even some of those, I felt disingenuous being there because by that point I had had my kids, you know, Mm. but I did go to one or two and did still feel all of that, Mm. all of that loss up to that point. I had had nine total miscarriages. Wow. So, yeah. So when I had, I had mentioned that to my therapist and then, Oh, in the, in the meantime, this was the part, cause this is all right in the same time period. So I've got my smart little guy with a cracked head. I've got my itty bitty baby with uh, baby stuff, you know, just that struggle of having, having a newborn, uh, their father kind of, uh, he told me he had a drinking problem, but he didn't really drink, you know? Mm. So I was like, all right, whatever you drink too much, you wake up, you have a headache, whatever new, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know that at the time because I hadn't Mm. experienced that with him. So he goes into all of that. Mm which was impossible to raise, you know, have this newborn, have this little guy with a problem, mm-hmm. having no support there. And then my ex-husband died, had a mm. massive heart attack and died. Wow. And yeah. And so I get, I mean, that was a horrible call. My, my mm. stepdaughter, I mean, that was horrible. And, wow. and, and, um, you know, that was it. I'm like, I need something else here. I Mm. need help. Like I cannot keep, you know, they, they say, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. And it's like, I don't even know where my liquid comes from. Mm. Like there's nothing to put in my cup to not to, you know, there was nothing left to give to other people. It was, you know, I'm like, I don't even, I don't even know. And that was the first time where I thought, okay, if you keep running, like you cannot keep running, like yeah. other people need you. Like this yeah. is not just you in a vacuum anymore. Yeah. You know, um, that funeral was beyond bizarre. It mm. was the most painful thing I have ever done in my life. Wow. Uh, not to mention the fact that in that process, basically, my, my stepdaughter, you know, she said, listen, this woman that he had gone on to marry one of the many friends he had made. Um, yeah. So she goes, she, she's asking for your help. She wants me to plan this whole thing. She's like, I don't know. She's like, Jenny, you're the only one who knows what he wanted. Like, you're mm. the only one that can plan this. I'm so sorry. Please plan this. Mm. So I came back on you. Wow. Okay. Right. So here's me, wow. you know dealing with my own tragedy and my own loss and my own grief. Mm-hmm. P.S. If you've ever been in this very awkward situation, you don't get the same kudos because you're not the widow of record. So mm-hmm. no one cares yeah. that you're crying and upset and have all this stuff, you yeah, know, everything you're going through. Exactly. It was surreal. So that is mm-hmm. all within the same like month or two of each other. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It's wow. all kind of like, you know, Wow. And then, and I had postpartum uh, depression on top of it. Mm. That was when I really kind of walked in 
And, you know, they make you fill out this form, like how many times in the past week have you felt right? This whole list of stuff, right? So I filled it out honestly, instead Mm -hmm. of being what I thought everybody needed me to be or wanted me to be, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the OBGYN who I'd seen the most, you know, I guess they handed it. She comes out with it on her chart. She goes, come here, come here. And she just gives me a big hug in the, in the waiting room. And she's like, okay, you're going to be okay. I'm like, you don't even know what's wrong with me. She Mm -hmm. goes, well, clearly, you know, she said, you are borderline like postpartum psychosis. This is so bad. And I'm like, well, is it me or is it all of these things? Let me tell you about all the rest of this stuff, you know, basically. Yeah. So here's me with this itty bitty friend who you know, can't rely on her dad right now. My little guy who needs help. I was so bad. They said, Mm. well, we, we think you might need to go on a little vacation. Mm. (laughs) I was like, can't go. I can't, I can't go get help. And she's like, right. She's like, well, then we're gonna have to prescribe you something because you're not going to get through the day. And I was like, whatever. Okay, Mm. fine. You know, but I didn't want to do either because I have my, my newborn, didn't matter. I'm like, okay, sorry. You're a formula kid. I can't, you're not going to have, you know, something weird's going to happen here. Like we, we need to get mom some help. So yeah. Well, I'm glad you got the help that you needed. I did. Yeah. And I I didn't get the vacation, which sometimes I still look back and Mm. think food probably would have sucked. Probably a scratchy gown would have been a nice brain break. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm glad, you know, that regardless of you know, everything and sorry for that loss as well and everything that you had to endure, um, but that you finally took the time to go to therapy, realize what you needed to do. Um, You know, if there's a woman right now that's listening to everything that you've gone through, whether she's had miscarriages, whether she's had divorces and loss and grief, um, if you had to tell a friend, you know, that maybe has been running, right? And hasn't faced everything or they feel like they need to suppress it with other things. What is yep. one piece of advice that you would want to speak to them right now? Yep. I would say, stop, stop running and let it hit you. Mm. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel like getting hit by a wave in the ocean mm. uh, repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to be the best thing for you because then you start to climb out of that, right? You mm-hmm. get into the surf, you get, you know, you, you find mm-hmm. your people who are really, truly your people and really, truly your tribe. And it might mm-hmm. not be people that are in your life right now, yeah. which can be terrifying when you're in that because mm-hmm. you're like, I just want my own, whatever, my best friend. Well, okay, sure. She's your best friend, but if she might be too close to your stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like it might not be people, you know, right now, but let it hit you. And, and I don't want to say crush you because, but it's going to feel like that. And then mm-hmm. you can start to climb out and rebuild and look at your life, you know? And, and if I hadn't started that practice, then mm-hmm. I would not have been able to go through you know, the rest Mm -hmm. of the stuff um, that I went through after that, you know, so that was pretty much, that was it. And, you know, it's finding your outlet, you know, well, like I had said, I go, I went to that support group and 
for the women who were a little closer to it, mm-hmm. that is absolutely what they needed. You could tell people were getting a lot out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me in that instance, it just made me sadder. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was like, I, Every, I didn't go back yeah. a second time, but. Everybody experiences it differently. Absolutely. I was just yeah. going to say that, you know, whatever it is, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's loss. And, and I guess this is what I've realized is all life is is dealing with loss. That's all it is to be human is just navigating and dealing with loss. Really, it just depends on how fast it hits you, you know, at what age that Mm -hmm. starts. I mean, think about old people, you know, old Mm -hmm. ladies. And, and I remember my grandma saying, you know, Graham, how's your day? Well, I mean, nobody died this week. Like, oh, God, Mm -hmm. like, you don't think about that as a younger person, you know, I that bet is. once you get to that older age, all the losses. Everybody's going. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's, it's, so it's not, it's, it's more navigating and dealing with that loss in a way that is true to yourself and kind of keeps it, you know, keeps you moving yeah. forward because you can take that instead of being crushed by that wave, you know, I mean, we're just kind of getting to the end of the summer, but you know, get crushed by the wave, yeah. but more like, okay, get up. Either ride that in yourself, get a board. What's your Mm -hmm. board? You know, is that another person? Is that therapy, support, a hobby, anything, you know, build your boogie board, get your surfboard. And instead of having that crush you, work with it, ride Mm -hmm. it in, you know, like become one with the, with the funk, really, you know. That's funny. It's funny you just mentioned that because I I actually just um, made a post today um talking about when you lose something or someone in your life you have to trust that god is going to give you something greater and a lot of times it hurts because we can't comprehend oh. we can't understand um no. why we're losing certain things um but even with grapes you have to crush grapes in order to extract the wine exactly. in order for a piece of metal to be purified it has to be put through the fire Right. right to become better and yeah. even diamonds i love the the metaphor of diamonds like diamonds aren't diamonds they are a piece of black coal yeah. they're pressured they're put through the fire that's it they become these most beautiful things that's it that are so expensive exactly so, you know i love yeah. that you mentioned that because you know like you mentioned we all go through different things we all lose right But sometimes losing is just making space for better win. Exactly. Yeah. So in that, in, in that situation, and I've gone back to it so many times, Mm -hmm. you know, okay. If he hadn't cheated on me, I never would have left. I'd be a widow anyway. I would have been starting Mm -hmm. over anyway. And I wouldn't have had my kids, you know, and it, and it, it just kind of goes and goes and goes. And then to just take that a real quick step further, Mm -hmm. um, that my second marriage just started unraveling from everything and all of that, that pressure, that, that exterior Mm -hmm. kind of pressure. Uh, at that point, my parents then were living in Las Vegas. Um, that's a whole other story, but basically, you know, we didn't have a support structure here. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a system in place and we absolutely unraveled and, imploded like it wasn't even an explode it was absolutely a crushing boom you know mm. like when you cook the cake wrong and you take it out and it just you know it yeah. was 
heartbreaking. And so that, that yeah, you were that going was through. when I really, yeah. So that was about three years ago and it was the same thing. You know, it felt like failure, but I thought I need to get my kids in a spot where they can see kind of more how I was raised. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a household that's acceptable to mom. This is how I run the circus. You know, this is my monkey show. This is how we run the circus, you know, as a separate, you know, his, their dad's a great person and just was not opposite was not the way to swing. (laughs) Opposite was not the right way on that pendulum for, for a couple of reasons. And so I just felt like I need them to know what I think is normal and what that looks like, you know? Yeah. And, and I've done that in a way that has never slagged their father. Just, this is normal to me. This is how, this is how we do it here. Yeah. You know, um, all of that. And, and I would still struggle with why in the world, like, why is he their dad? Like, mm-hmm. why do I have to go through this again? You know, same thing. Yeah. And I had been with the same company doing real estate stuff. Um, and that was great. And then. I lost, you know, I, I walked away from that in March, just that had run its course, which was its own loss, you know, Mm -hmm. a huge loss. I'd been there for 10 years and, uh, thought honestly, I was going to be an owner and a partner and was not ever planning to leave there till I did, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. one of those things, but yeah, the coolest part of this whole story. And like I said, it is just, it's getting back up, you know, mm-hmm. um, I was telling you earlier about that, that guy, you know, the guy I dated who I was like, it was one of the only honest things I think a guy has ever said, you know, on a date, yeah. like that, you know, in that yeah. circumstance. for sure. But a couple years ago, um, you know, I had already moved out and was kind of helping rebuild my kids and like, it's okay. Everything's okay. And I got a message from him on Facebook and, you know, I just changed a profile picture and it was, oh my gosh, you're as pretty as I remember you. How's it going? And I thought, oh, that's weird. Cause he's not that person. Like mm-hmm. he's not icky. Okay. So we start talking back and forth and back and forth. And about 12 hours later, he asked me on a date and I am, that's the room I'm in. Oh, wow. Our game room right so now. So the guy that you thought was your person, you're with <laughs> he now? He was my person. And, wow. and, 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 you know, even this year has been, uh, I'm 46. I just turned 46 in March, mm. but totally had an accident at the beginning of the, I, I had my 10th miscarriage at the beginning of this year mm. wow. <laughs> and yeah. And then, and then walked away from the job, but mm. But so for whatever reason, their dad was supposed to be their dad and I, I no clue, but that was kind of, I was like, okay, come on, come on waves. Let's go. Let's go. That was a lot all at once. And even though, even though I'm older, obviously, clearly not a life plan, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't suck less, you know, it Mm. didn't hurt less. It didn't, you know. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, a loss is a loss. A loss know? is a loss. But and- I love, I I would say one thing that I do love about you is that you maintain that positive mindset. Yes, you've yep. kept pushing, but you've dealt with the things. And because you kept pushing, look how things came full circle. Exactly. And, and now you're with, you're with your person. And I love that because it, it's like I at know. the end of the day, we have to trust that what is for us is going to be for us. Going to be there. As long as we don't give up. Yeah. I think that's the moral of the story, right? As long as we don't give up, 
what is meant for us will be Welcome back and, and and just continuing to push but also dealing with the griefs and the losses um, and acknowledging them and learning to like mm-hmm. not shut them out yeah. you know when i was talking to the therapist about it and and i had told her you know and i told her at the time she's like you have lost an entire baseball team and your assistant head coach i'm mm-hmm. like oh god Yes, I have. She's like, have you ever like talked about it or cried about it? I'm like, not like that. And Mm. it was just like, push. Yeah. My God, when you put it that way, you know. Um, Essential for healing. Oh, so essential. And that's it. And you have to be able to put a voice to it and know that it's going to be okay. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you know that every second of every day and you have to follow. It's not like a toxic positivity. It's not that kind of thing. Yeah. Which to me, I think when you go and go and you don't stop and you don't let it hit you, that's kind of, you know, where that falls. Yeah. Cause eventually me. Yeah. Eventually it's going to hit you. It's going to, it's going to knock you down one way or another, whether you try to avoid it or face it, you know, it's going to hit you. It's going to get you. And, and that's it. And, for me, the key of that, right, is to let it wash over you and you choose when it's going to hit you uh-huh. because otherwise it could be in any way, you know, you're going to have a heart attack. You're going to have a stroke. You're going to have yeah. something bad will physically manifest. Yeah. It'll present itself. Physically. Take care of this inside stuff, yeah, you know? Sure. Yeah. And yeah. that's it. And it's just been like, get a hobby. <laughs> Whatever it is, if you like, yeah. to, like yeah. find the genre that really works for you and dig in and like lose yourself in that, you know, yeah. and like focus you know, on pouring into yourself. Yeah, that's, yeah. It. that's all it is. It, that's it. It's yeah. that focus on pouring it in. And it's just knowing that everyone else has gone through it. It might not be the exact same horrible thing that's happened to you. But there's nobody on this planet. There is nobody that you interact with on a daily basis that has not also had some huge amount of loss and struggle in their life, no matter what it is, whether it's financial or, you know, health wise or relationships or whatever it is, you know, business stuff, it's all, everybody has something that they thought was absolutely going to crush them. And it didn't, you know, I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jen. I appreciate your you sharing your story. Thank you for just that encouragement um, of you know not giving up. Yeah, your things and knowing that it's going to be great at the end, and that we all go through things. And I just wanted to ask you if my followers wanted to contact you. Could you share where they could find you on social media? Everywhere. Absolutely. Um, let me see. You know, I'm going to give you all my crafty stuff, all my crafty info. Okay. That's the hot thing right now, right? Alrighty. So, uh, jlraspberries.com. That is the name of my little crafty venture. Uh, you can always email me. Uh, you can email me at hi at jlraspberries.com. Um that comes right into me. We're doing the whole thing right now where I have like three different emails, but they're all me. So. All right. Awesome. (laughs) Well, we'll put it in the, we'll put it in the description for this episode as well. Um, Thank you so much for sharing your story and thank you everyone for listening into this podcast episode. Uh, Please leave a star rating and review on Apple podcasts. You can actually leave a whole comment review 
please um, do so so that this podcast can be shared with even more women around the world so that they can be inspired and empowered. If you um, don't follow me yet, make sure that you follow me at Inspire Her Mindset on Instagram as Rebecca Fillmore on Facebook. And you can always email me at Inspire Her Mind at, I'm, I'm sorry, Inspire Her Within at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys soon. God bless.